Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As diehard conservative. I'm to this guy for wisdom. again and that's exactly what our side is doing with regards to this latest raid of Donald Trump's private home in Mar-a-Lago we're on the defense our entire side is trying to defend Trump right now I'm not saying we shouldn't be doing that but I'm trying to point out the absurdity because Trump didn't do anything wrong he did nothing wrong, just like he didn't do anything wrong with Trump-Russia collusion. That's another hoax, another fabrication by the left, and here we are defending it. You know, the Democrats are the perpetrators here. They're the ones who should be on the defense, but here we are forced to confront another outright lie. And in doing so, we, we are accepting this premise. All right, welcome to the Drew Allen Show. This is your host, Drew Allen, the Millennial Minister of Truth. We are patriotically correct here. Look, you know, th this whole operation, this whole narrative is just so absurd. It is so outrageous. We've already been here. We've already done this. And like you, I am sick and tired of, uh, of, of the Democrats getting away with this. I mean, they are using theater, once again, abusing the justice system to create this illusion of wrongdoing. That's what this is. The illusion of wrongdoing. That is why they executed this raid. Because it looks bad. It's like if the police showed up at my house and dragged me out in handcuffs in front of all my neighbors, right? I'm guilty until proven innocent. They're just trying to dirty him, sully him again, and it's worse than that. I'll get to it in a minute. I'm going to explain today what's going on. I got it figured out for the most part. The Democrats are creating another crime. They're manufacturing another crime. And I have had it. What, what was Trump-Russia collusion? I want to go back to this because this is exactly Trump-Russia collusion again. Can you explain it? What was Russia Trump-Russia collusion? The media tried to explain it for two years. The Democrats couldn't even explain it because Trump didn't do anything. Let me try and explain this with an analogy. Do you... Look, the Democrats spent two years trying to fabricate new lies to explain the original lie. Now, here's the analogy. Do you remember the TV series Lost? It had this great premise. A bunch of people crash in a plane on some mysterious island, and there's something odd about the island. Some evil there that's inexplicable. And the whole series is going to explain to the audience what that is. But the creators of the show, guess what? They didn't know. They hadn't figured out what the hell that was going to be when they wrote the first episode. They invented all these interesting characters and made interesting backstories for them. And it kept everybody interested for a while. It sure did. It was one of the most popular series in America. 
But when it came time to deliver on their premise, they failed miserably. They couldn't make sense of anything, and audiences couldn't either. So when it came time to wrap up the series and deliver on the premise, they couldn't do it. They let everybody down. They got everyone excited for this big reveal. But the big reveal ended up being a dud. It couldn't meet expectations because they didn't have anything. They just had this shiny object that they were promising, but they could never deliver it. So they just had to create distractions, uh, side stories, introduce new characters, while they were trying to figure out how the hell they were going to salvage this thing because they didn't have it figured out from the beginning. So this is like Lost. Trump-Russia collusion was like Lost. Oh, Trump colluded with the Kremlin to steal the 2016 election. Really? Wow, that sounds wild and, and corrupt. How did he do it? Did Putin change votes? Well, uh, no, but you know, Trump, he, he did have sex with these hookers in a Moscow hotel room and they did this golden showers thing. Wow. That is wild stuff. That is so crazy. Uh, how does that prove Trump Russia collusion? Well, it doesn't, but isn't that a wild story? Well, it never happened. Just like the whole steel dossier. And you know, that Mueller investigation, it was broad, right? Under the pretext of investigating Trump-Russia collusion, they started looking into what? Trump's finances, associates of his, prosecuting other people. It was just their window in. <clears throat> and it was just distraction after distraction after distraction because they knew there was no collusion because they made it all up. All right, so what is this raid all about? Trump had uh, top secret documents, right? Classified materials that he shouldn't have had, right? That's what they're telling us? Well, he's the president. He had access to anything he wanted at his fingertips while he was president. There were no boundaries for him. Oh, well, well, he shouldn't have had it at his home. Well, did some foreign enemy break into his safe and steal the documents? Why is this so dangerous? I mean, now, if Trump had a private server with a bunch of top-secret confidential materials in emails, well, that'd be like Hillary Clinton. And after those emails were subpoenaed, of course, she deleted 33,000 of them while they were being requested by the Justice Department. So let's just run through this raid, right? So some, some singular source, some informant close to Trump tipped off the FBI and revealed that Trump was hiding, uh, what, classified documents at Mar-a-Lago? This source allegedly told them exactly where to find these documents in question, and yet the FBI showed up with 24 agents and spent 10 hours scouring Trump's private residence and Melania Trump's closet? And they took his passports, by the way. They took Donald Trump's passports. Let me just let me just pause in our story for a minute before we get back to this timeline and explaining things. Um, look, this was just a pretext to search for a crime. I mean, they took passports, anything and everything they saw, files, papers, probably tax returns. And now Cash Patel has a theory out there, and I want you to hear this out. Cash Patel has said that perhaps they were going in to seize declassified docs about Russiagate. Operation, what, a crossfire hurricane, they called it, right? The coup attempt to oust President Trump, colluding with the Kremlin to steal the 2016 election from Hillary Clinton. So Patel thinks maybe they went in to retrieve those documents. 
Now, Trump declassified all these incriminating documents, and they were incriminating as they related to the intelligence community and Hillary Clinton. Uh, but he, he declassified these, or tried to, before he left office. So, so Patel is saying that the same corrupt FBI gangsters that were working in counterintelligence, who were involved in covering up for the Clintons, who were involved in the coup to oust Trump, well, they're the same ones now going in to raid Trump's home. But no, this couldn't be a political hit job. This couldn't be the weaponization of the FBI and the intelligence community again to go after President Trump. So who are the DOG, DOJ officials behind this raid? Well, one of them is Lisa Monaco. Monaco is the number two official under Garland, right? So he's the attorney general and she's the deputy attorney general. Monaco was in the Obama administration. She was involved in the collusion hoax. So these are the, this is how deep the deep state is, right? There's so many levels of corruption. You can't just get rid of the, the top guy. It goes deep. And that's what we're seeing right now. But anyway, look, when Trump started declassifying these documents related to the collusion lie, the intelligence community was outraged. They said it was going to damage the way, the sources, the methods the intelligence community uses. Well, of course, as it should. Because you're a bunch of corrupt, sad excuses for Americans, un-Americans, who were involved in a coup attempt. But, you know, they didn't want the people to find out they were corrupt. And this is the same excuse they're using now for the affidavit, not releasing the affidavit, right? Oh, no, this is going to disturb our prosecution. No, no, no. It's going to reveal how corrupt you are. So the CIA director under Trump, Gina Hassel, she blocked declassification. Christopher Wray did the same in the FBI. These people are still in the intelligence community at the top of it. And they refused to permit the release of these declassified documents. They slow walk the orders, which means, you know, Trump, Trump, by the way, is president. He can just sit there, stand over documents or not even be over them and say, I want these declassified and they're declassified. Now, maybe there's some kind of process to it, but it goes through the FBI and the CIA. He says declassify and they have to review it and go through and do this. And they just didn't do it. That's what the slow walking is. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll declassify these. Oh, it's time to get lunch. It's coffee time. Oh, sorry we didn't get around to it today. So they held up the review process. Who is it obstructing all the time? It's the deep state. Now, some of this did get declassified. I don't know how much. But, um, you know, at some point, as I understand it, Trump relented to the objections from the intelligence community, the people who tried to oust him. But anyway, Cash Patel is saying he and Devin Nunes got about 60% of it. But it's damning, of course. And according to Patel, the intelligence community strategy now is to say this is a continuing, ongoing investigation so they can prevent this from ever being released. And corruption, I guess, is the word of the day. I don't know. I mean, if you were playing it, don't play a drinking game with me saying corruption today. Uh, You'll have to go get your stomach pumped. This is not a drinking game, all right? So, you know, Trump can stand over these documents and just declassify them. That's his power, his authority as president of the United States. And back in May of 2020, a judge said the way Trump did it didn't constitute a formal declassification. So already we've seen this he said, she said, people obstructing 
I mean, he has the power to declassify, and the DOJ comes in and says, well, he didn't give a formal order. I mean, who do you believe, these corrupt individuals? So Trump says, I want him declassified, and they say, oh, no, he didn't declassify them. And so they're going to try and prosecute him over this? They're playing games. So back to this timeline. So first, you know, first the raid was about getting documents that the National Archives claimed were public property. U.S. property versus private presidential property, right? This relates back to the the uh, Presidential Records Act, right? I mean, there's arguments about, you know, what, what President Trump believes belongs to him while he was in office and what the archives claims belongs to them that they want to preserve, right? So that's what they said first. Oh, well, you know, he's got documents that the National Archives says he shouldn't have. They were classified, Okay, so you're going to raid his house over it? Then they said, ooh, well, you know, actually these documents, they were related to nukes. I about fell out of my chair laughing when I heard that, by the way. What does he have, like uh, some original um, uh, image drawn by Albert Einstein from World War II? What's Trump going to do with uh, docs related to nukes, by the way? Is he going to help the Iranians build a nuke with these documents? The Biden administration is already helping them get nukes. The Obama administration already helped them on their path to go nuclear. Trump stopped them. Trump-Russia collusion. Is he going to help Putin get nukes? Putin has all the nukes in the world. Haven't we been hearing about Putin could use his nukes at any moment with the Russia-Ukraine crisis? So what's the crime here? The Presidential Record Act violation? Trump had a letter from Kim Jong-un that the archive says they should have instead of Trump? Or is it classified documents, mishandling classified information? That's the other thing they're accusing him of. They can't make up their mind because they don't know. They're searching for a crime. If they had it, it would be out there, but they don't have it. But Trump was the president. He could declassify anything. So there's a disagreement over whether or not it was declassified or not. So Trump is going to get thrown in jail. I mean, this isn't going to happen, but I'm just saying the way these Lefties think, so Trump's going to get thrown in jail because he could have declassified a document and had it stored in a box at Mar-a-Lago, but because they think he didn't declassify it, oh, suddenly he's guilty of a crime? No, this can't be about that. Now, this raid was conceived months ago. Do not doubt me. Back in February, we just missed it because the J6 committee stuff was going on. And I'll speculate, uh, you know, with, with you know, uh, intelligent thought uh, to back it up. I'm not just going to spout off here. But, you know, back in February, Trump sent 15 boxes back to the National Archives. And the National Archives, I guess the head archivist over there, uh, his name's his name at the time, he's since retired and been replaced by a Another political hack, by the way. She's not even a historian. She's a poli-sci major, but that's a whole other conversation. Why is the archivist a poli-sci major and not a historian? It puts politics in the National Archives, just like David Ferrero here. But anyway, Ferrero got these documents that he'd been going back and forth for months and months with Trump's lawyers saying that he wanted them. They belong to the archives. And so uh, Trump arranged for these 15 boxes to go back. And then Ferrero looked through the boxes and uh, 
found things that were marked classified. So Ferrero, a national archivist, wrote a letter to Garland. Hey, we found some documents marked classified. You should look into this and probably try and destroy Trump. But, you know, I just want you to know, you know, it's like showing up with the whole Russia collusion crap. You know, that lawyer representing Hillary Clinton goes to the FBI. <clears throat> hey, um, you know, I, I just happen to have these documents in my hands and uh, it seems to show that there's this strange communication between the Trump Towers and a bank in Russia. You might want to look into this. Wink, wink, nod, nod. By the way, I'm not working for Hillary Clinton. I'm just here as a private citizen. So here's the archivist. Here we go. Trump, Russia, collusion all over. Oh, I found some documents that I think are classified. And so, <clears throat> do you know how absurd this was? You know, I, I found, I, I dragged up this CNN article from back in February reporting on this. And you know what? One of the things that was so deeply concerning to Ferrero that was missing? Uh, records of Trump's personal Twitter account. That's right. He felt perceived. Maybe it was true that records of Trump's tweets were incomplete. He didn't believe he had a complete record of all of Trump's official presidential tweets. Do you think that Ferrero was upset uh, when Trump's Twitter account was permanently banned? I mean, talk about missing tweets. Who knows what kind of incriminating tweets Trump might have written had Twitter not prevented him from tweeting. This whole thing is such a farce, a dangerous farce, mind you, but a farce. So anyway, back in February, it was reported that Trump may have violated the Presidential Records Act in February. It's now August, and they raid his house. It was so deeply disturbing that it took them six months to go in and seize more boxes. So in May, the Justice Department opened a criminal probe into Trump's alleged mishandling of classified documents, and they put together a grand jury. We didn't hear much about this. It was not reported on. The uh, J6 committee was busy... Uh, you know, putting their hearings on in prime time, uh, trying to compete with, you know, NBA finals. And nobody watched. Which makes me wonder if this has been a bit of a head fake. Look over here, not over there. Meanwhile, they've got this whole other scheme going on. But I think it's something different. So anyway, they open up this criminal probe and in June, right, June, the Justice Department goes to Mar-a-Lago and they take a tour of where Trump is storing the boxes. And they issued a subpoena and took documents in June. That was June 3rd. June 3rd, the Justice Department, the feds show up at Mar-a-Lago. And it's as friendly as it could be. They're shown, given a tour, and then they issue a subpoena. And take documents, June 3rd. A week later, June 8th, Trump's attorneys get a letter from the feds asking Trump to add more security to the storage location. So Trump puts a padlock on the basement. He did exactly what they wanted. And then exactly two months later, on August 8th, the FBI raids Mar-a-Lago. They'd already gone in and done a tour, and Trump complied with the subpoena. But on August 8th, two months later, they go in guns blazing and raid his home. Theater. The illusion of a crime. That's why they did this. There is no crime, 
But this looks big and bad and scary. It's never been done. It's unprecedented in all of American history. This has never taken place. And that's why they did it. So August 8th, they raid the home. Three days later, Garland finally speaks out, emerges from the shadows, and says what he's told to say. And he says what? He gave the order. And then he says he's going to be transparent. And that's pretty much the end. He doesn't take questions. And then he tells the judge not to release the affidavit. What is he hiding? Well, the affidavit, just to explain here, is what is used to get a search warrant from a judge. The affidavit has to convince a judge that they are reasonably likely to find whatever they're looking for if they get a search warrant. So the affidavit will tell us what they were looking for, will provide probable cause. Well, the FBI said they were going there to search for classified documents relating to nuclear weapons. So the affidavit should confirm that, unless that's not what they were actually searching for. They said they were there to retrieve classified documents. They told us what the affidavit affidavit should confirm. The affidavit should confirm what they've told us. We're here and have probable cause that leads us to believe we will find documents related to classified nuclear information. But they won't release the affidavit because the affidavit won't say any of that. Is there even an affidavit? And if there is an affidavit, it will confirm that they had no probable cause, that they're corrupt, that this was a political hit job. They didn't go in there to retrieve nuclear documents or classified documents. They went there to take the passports, to take anything and everything they could in hopes of searching for, through it later and finding something incriminating that had nothing to do with any of this. This was a cover-up. Under the pretext of collecting classified documents, they went to search for other crimes. And I think this marks a shift in strategy for the Democrats. I think they know that insurrection was going to end like Trump-Russia collusion. It wasn't going to work. There's no way it works. The American people didn't care anymore. Now compare what's happening now to Trump-Russia collusion. That didn't go anywhere. When they realized it and knew it, what did they do? They shifted to quid pro quo. Another fabrication. But they're always moving on to the next scandal, trying to get Trump on something. Now, quid pro quo, had they had majorities, a majority in the Senate, they could have found Trump guilty of doing something he didn't do. But they didn't have a majority, and so, and so they, they rendered Trump not guilty. He was impeached, but he was not found guilty. He was exonerated. Same thing with January 6th. He was impeached over it, but he was found not guilty. And they put together the phony J6 committee to search for, that was a pretext too. Getting access to phone records, text messages from Sean Hannity, from anybody associated with Donald Trump. So, here we go again. Here we go again. And I got to tell you, I am sick and tired of dealing with this. It is the Democrats who should be answering for their crimes right now. It is. Now, I wrote an article and I published it at, at my Substack. If you're not a subscriber yet, 
you know, get over there and subscribe. It's drewallen.substack.com. That's where I post. I mean, you can listen to this podcast however you're listening to it now, but, you know, you get alerts through Substack when I when I post a podcast. I use that as my, you know, base, and then it gets distributed to Apple and Spotify and all that, but also all the columns I write. And now I'm writing more and more columns just for you. I'm not, I'm not I, look, I, I've been published over 100 times. You know, I'm not looking to stroke my ego uh, with seeing my work published somewhere. I've, I've done that. It's not. I'm not saying I'm not going to do that anymore. But, you know, I'm trying to just write articles for you because you've been loyal to me and I want to get that to you. I care about you. Obviously, I care about disseminating important information out there, but I'm nothing without you, you listening to me right now. We're a team. This is where we gather and speak the truth. Now, during the presidential debate back in October of 2020, I write in, in this latest article, you know, President Trump compared himself to Abraham Lincoln, right? He, he said that he had done more for the black community than any president since. And the left ridiculed him, mocked him for it. But he had a case to be made. I mean, he... he, he he achieved the lowest unemployment rate for blacks uh, ever. Passed that controversial criminal justice reform bill that directly benefited overwhelmingly uh, blacks. But forget the achievements. I see direct correlations, obvious, unignorable correlations between Trump and Lincoln by the way the Democrats have responded to Trump's election. You know, it was Lincoln's election in 1860 that ultimately led to the Civil War. Uh, what, I think three or four days after Trump, after uh, Lincoln's election, South Carolina seceded from the Union, followed by all the other states that would make up the Confederacy because they could not tolerate his presidency because his presidency, they knew, threatened to upset the status quo. And that would be to end slavery. They wanted to expand slavery. Lincoln had made it his goal to put an end to it. And over that, they seceded. Well, no president has threatened to upset the status quo more since Lincoln than Trump. And we know what the Democrats are doing. Their objective, they're the ruling elite, and they're joined by others in the shadows, of course, but their objective is to reduce all of us to slaves. They don't like the Constitution. They, want, they just want a permanent ruling class and all of us to be subservient and dependent upon them, to be their slaves. Trump upset that. Hillary Clinton was supposed to finish the job. She wasn't elected and they lost their minds. So they invented Trump-Russia collusion, which was a coup. And here's the thing we need to start talking about seriously. I get that this is scary stuff. As Trump said, these are dark times for America, dark times for democracy, and he's right. But we cannot avoid reality because we can't get through this. We can't fight this. We can't be victorious if we cannot be truthful and honest about the threat we're facing. And it is existential to this country. This is a dangerous, dangerous time. How do you define a traitor? Hmm? Um, 
Well, under uh, in 1776, a member of George Washington's personal private guard was hanged in front of 20,000 onlookers in New York City. He had been put in prison under suspicion of counterfeiting, and while he was in jail, this individual, uh, Hickey, I believe was his last name, he revealed to other prisoners that he had turned his back on the cause of independence and he was actively recruiting uh, people to the cause of Great Britain. And for this, he was hanged. Now, it turned out later there was a bigger scandal, a bigger plan out there to maybe capture or even assassinate George Washington. But nonetheless, he was considered a traitor and hanged. What have we witnessed the Democratic Party, the intelligence community, all these people engage in since 2016? They invented this Trump-Russia collusion narrative. None of it happened. They made it up. They altered FISA warrants. They abused every lever of power, everything that's supposed to protect the American people. They owned it and they used it to subvert, in an effort to subvert the will of the American people, to undo Trump's presidency, to oust him. Then they did quid pro quo. And then they went on to the insurrection. And they've gotten away with it every single time. And they're comforted by this because they own the bureaucracy. It is firmly within their grip. And so they have no qualms. Look, Hillary Clinton can violate the law and she's exonerated. Nothing happens to her. Trump doesn't do anything and he's persecuted endlessly. His Friends and allies persecuted relentlessly. The FBI is used to target parents who speak out against their agenda. Transgender issues in schools. Critical race theory in schools. And those parents who speak out against it are considered domestic terrorists. Do you see how dangerous this is? And these people get away with it. They cannot get away with it. We need to be very serious in addressing this. We cannot accept this because it's Uncomfortable. We can't accept it any longer because they've gotten away with it in the past. We must change the way we look at this. They should be on the defense right now for what they just did, raiding Donald Trump's private home at Mar-a-Lago. But instead, we are defending it, trying to make arguments saying, well, you know, he, did, he didn't do anything wrong. This is all a lie. We must reject this premise that Donald Trump committed some crime. He didn't do anything. They're creating the image of a crime. They're searching for a crime, but they are acting out of line. They have crossed the line. They are unrestrained. They are willing to abuse American citizens, target the former president of the United States, even after he's out of office, because they hate him. And we haven't seen this kind of hatred, well, since maybe 1876. That's when the Democrats threatened Tilden or war. Their candidate, the Democrat candidate, was Samuel Tilden. The Republican candidate was Rutherford B. Hayes. This was about 10 years after the Civil War, and there were the Democrats threatening Tilden or war. If their guy didn't get put in office, they were willing to go to war. Are the Democrats not willing to go to war today? They've already gone to war. Now, they didn't amass troops and secede, 
but they are going to war against our children and our schools. They just added 87,000 more IRS agents. By the way, I mean, obviously they're going to be used to target you and me. But worse, do you think it's possible these IRS agents, 87,000 of them, they're just a bunch of brown shirts now? These people are armed, by the way. If you looked into the IRS, why do they have guns and ammunition? Why are so many of them armed? A bunch of accountants wearing glasses, nerds, and cubicles? Think again. Think again. While they take away your guns, they're going to arm up. They could arm up 87. Maybe they're telling the truth when they say, well, you know, we are, we are determined not to use these 87,000 to, to commit them to audits. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they're going to push this nation beyond the, you know, over the edge here, push us so hard, abuse us so much that people do start to stand up, and then they're going to use these 87,000 SS brown shirts to come knocking on your door. I'm just saying nothing would surprise me anymore. We can't trust these people. They've lied to us time and time again. And this is just beyond the pain. All right, this is Drew Allen. I will be right back. It's going down around these pickup trucks. Yeah, it's cold cans and Dixie cups. Just out here doing what we've always done. Long live all the small towners. There's another important reason the Department of Justice carried out this raid of Mar-a-Lago in August, and that directly correlates to the midterm elections. Now, before I explain here, I just want to point out something else that's been going on, which is just so predictable, so typical. Uh, the, the Democrats just passed the Partisan Inflation Reduction Act. Now, they can't tell us how it's going to reduce inflation because it was not designed to reduce inflation. We've talked about this. It's going to do nothing more than exacerbate inflation. It's a spending bill. It's the Green New de- Deal. It's intended to further uh, destroy American energy independence and compel us to switch over to electric vehicles, to get rid of fossil fuels. That is the primary objective of that bill that was disguised as the Inflation Reduction Act. Now that they've passed it, right, we need to pass this bill because Americans need relief. Well, how's it going to address inflation? Well, we're just going to, we got to address inflation. The media has not mentioned once inflation. Now they're admitting that it's not going to address inflation, but they're celebrating it because it's the Green New Deal, right? It's going to save the planet. You know, it's so funny. By the way, back in 2012 or 13, I think it was, um, it was revealed that the Earth Earth's surface temperature had not risen in 15 years. That was back in 2013. That was admitted. And in fact, uh, the United Nations... Uh, they were pressuring their, their climate scientists to cover that up. To prevent that knowledge, that information from coming out because climate change has always been a hoax. A ruse intended to subjugate us. To destroy the fossil fuel industry. To destroy our independence and autonomy. And so back in 2013 that was true and yet here we are. 2020, 22, 
And they're still pushing the Green New Deal, still pushing the climate hoax. But anyway, uh, the left, the media, you know, they're not talking about inflation. Now they're just celebrating it. It was another another lie, another lie. And this is going to have disastrous ramifications for you and me, for the American people. Gas prices are going to continue to soar. Inflation is going to continue to go up. Our lives are going to be pretty miserable here. And you know what else I noticed? You know, it's the we just had the one-year anniversary of Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan, in which 13 American U.S. service members were murdered in a suicide bombing. Uh, their blood is on the hands of the Biden administration. Did you uh, hear the mainstream legacy propagandist media talking about Afghanistan. No, no, no. They won't talk about those 13 service members either, but we must remember them because they died because of the actions of the Biden administration. Their blood is on his hands and his administration's hands, and they will not mention those people's names. They will not talk about them because they are a reminder to we, the people, of their failures. And this administration has nothing but failures. The Democratic Party has nothing but failures. And that brings me back to the topic we've been discussing. The raid. It's time to influence the midterm elections. They're hoping that they can ride this out through November. That they can keep the Trump story in the news 24-7 through the midterms. They do not want us addressing, voting to reject the party that is responsible for inflation, responsible for record high gas prices, responsible for our suffering, responsible for the deaths of 13 American U.S. service members, responsible for the Taliban retaking Afghanistan, responsible for providing the impetus for Russia to invade Ukraine, responsible for the COVID lockdowns, which destroyed our economy and put tens of millions of Americans out of work. They don't want us to vote based on that. They want to energize their base to turn out for elections in November because of Trump. They want to make the midterm elections a repudiation of Trump, even though he's not even on the ballot. They want to distract the American people from the pain in their lives. They want the Trump raid to overshadow the damage they've done to America. They want people to vote because the Republican Party is associated with Donald Trump, and we cannot have that. They want us to vote based on their lies, not based on the realities of their corruption. They don't want us to reject them who are responsible for our suffering. They want us to vote to reject Donald Trump, but it's not going to work. But that's how desperate they are. Yes, they hate Trump. 
Yes, they want to destroy Trump. Yes, they want to prevent him from running for re-election in 2024. It's about all of those things. But right now, they are scared and they are desperate because they know they're going to get shellacked in November. They know they're facing losing power. And so they don't want the reports about the lies from the Biden administration. They don't want to have to answer for the fact that Joe Biden says we experienced zero inflation. They don't want to have to answer for what's going on around the world, the dangers we're facing. They don't want to have to answer for the rise of criminal activity, murders, drug abuse. They don't want to have to answer for the illegal invasion they have invited, they have ushered in, they have aided and abetted in this country the worst illegal immigration in our history. They don't want this election to be about that. They just want it to be about Donald J. Trump. That's why they're doing this. But we're not stupid. The American people are not stupid. We are sick of their lives, and we are going to reject them at the ballot box in November. And they must face the consequences for their actions, not just the border, not just inflation, not just gas prices, not just their lies, but they must above all else, face the consequences for treason. And that is what they are guilty of. This corruption in this country must be rooted out and destroyed. These people have no love of America, no love for our countrymen, no love for you or me. They hate us. They hate you. They hate your independence. They hate that you question them. But we the people run this country and they work for us. And they must answer to us. And we must put people in power that are going to force them to finally face the music. Face repercussions for all the evil, all the pain, all the corruption that defines them. Just as the Democrats say, right, no one is above the law, and that includes them, and they must pay the price. All right, God bless you all. This is Drew Allen. Do me a favor. Go to wherever you listen to this podcast and uh, give it a five-star rating. Review it if you have the 30 seconds to do so. Uh, Because uh, I can report to you that I won't get into the nitty-gritty of it, but uh, on Apple, I've had reviews that show up in other sources I can look at that are not being shown. They're suppressing reviews of my podcast. And that's a story for another day. But God bless you all. Go on there. Give it a five-star review if you haven't already. Share it with your friends. And until next time.